This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, September 20th, 2022, I'm Justin Zimmer. And I'm Morgan Pemberton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Republican attorney generals urge major payments to drop plans on tracking sales at gun stores, all on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Michaela Willer will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and John Bogus will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 88 degrees. And now on to our top story. President Joe Biden is confronting difficult issues as he travels to New York this week for the annual gathering of world leaders at the UN General Assembly. The Russian war in Ukraine is at a critical juncture. Europe fears a recession could be around the quarter. Administration officials are concerned that time is running short to review the Iran nuclear deal and worry about China's saber rattling on Taiwan. Biden is set to address world leaders, meet with new British Prime Minister Liz Truss and proud allies to do their part to help the U.N. meet a $18 billion target to replenish a global fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. Hurricane Fiona is blasting the Turks and Caicos Islands as a Category 3 storm after devastating Puerto Rico, where most, pe- most people remain without electricity or running water. The U.S. National Hurricane Center says the storm's eye passed close to Grand Turk, the British territory's capital island. The government imposed a curfew and urged people to flee flood-prone areas. The storm could raise seas by 5 to 8 feet above normal. Fiona had maximum sustained winds of 115 miles per hour and was moving north-northwest at 9 miles per hour early today. The Hurricane Center says the storm is likely to strengthen into a Category 4 hurricane as it approaches Bermuda, Bermuda on Friday. Democrats are pumping an unprecedented amount of money into advertising related to abortion rights. The spending underscores how central the message is to the party in the final weeks before the midterm elections. The most intense period of campaigning is only just beginning, and Democrats have already invested more than $124 million this year in television advertising referencing abortion. That's twice as much money as the Democrats' next top issue and almost 20 times more than Democrats spent on abortion-related ads in the 2018 midterms. The spending figures are based on an Associated Press analysis of data provided by the nonpartisan research firm Ad Impact. The silence was palpable when the imperial state crown was removed from the coffin of Queen Elizabeth II and placed on the altar of St. George's Chapel. But what did those fleeting seconds mean to Britain, from the upper echelons of British nobility down to newly arrived migrants hoping to carve out a better life? AP reporter Samaya Kalab stood in line for hours with strangers devoted to the Queen and desperate to say a final goodbye. Witness countless tears shed by young and old. In the spaces between the devoted and the apathetic, she encountered Britons who are ambiv- ambiv- excuse me, ambivalent or undecided about the significance of the monarchy in their lives, and some she met were completely indifferent to it. A group of Republican attorney generals are pushing the major payment networks, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express, to drop their plans to start tracking sales at gun stores, arguing plans could infringe on consumer privacy and push legal gun sales out of the mainstream financial network. 
The letter comes more than a week after the payment network said they would adopt the International Organization for Standardization's new merchant code for sales at gun stores. The Second Amendment lobby and its advocates have argued that the merchant code would do a poor job of tracking potential red flags and could unfairly flag legal gun purchases. Coming up, college freshmen recovering from open heart surgery. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Loop takes it away. He has a two-on-one. Gives it up to Kelly, and Kelly slams it home off the right side. Gordon chips it to Matt Freeman, and Freeman spots up and scores. Matt Freeman, golden goal for the herd, and the herd is still alive. Quarter spot up three. That's on the way in and out of the cylinder. No good. But Scott with the follow, the finish, and the foul. Down to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, the 10, 5, touchdown, thundering herd. A 93-yard kickoff return for the redshirt senior, DeAndre Reeves. Cosetto sends it near side in the near side corner, and it's a goal in the win for Marshall. One-two delivery on the way. This one's sent for a ride. Dropping back at the wall. Northley looks up. Watch it fly. It's out of here. A home run. A walk-off two-run bomb from Emily Cooper. WMUL-FM, Huntington. You did it! You won! Congratulations! You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize! Tell them about it, Rod! It's brand new radio station from Marshall University, WMUL 88.1. Contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1. Got an edge! Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Justin Zimmer. And I'm Morgan Pemberton. Senator Joe Manchin today railed against what he called, quote, revenge politics, unquote, being used against him as liberals in the House and Senate team up with Republicans to oppose his plan to speed permits for natural gas pipelines and other energy projects. Manchin, a West Virginia Democrat, secured a commitment from President Joe Biden and Democratic leaders to include the permitting package in a stopgap government funding bill in return for his support of a landmark law to curb climate change. But in recent weeks, Democrats and environmental groups have lined up to oppose the permitting plan, calling it bad for the country and the climate. A Kentucky man who killed three students and wounded five more in a school shooting 25 years ago will have to wait another week to learn his fate in a high-stakes hearing that could see him released or denied the chance to ever leave prison. Michael Carnell was a 14-year-old freshman on December 1, 1997, when he fired a stolen pistol at a before-school prayer group in the lobby of Heath High School near, pa- near Paddock. A parole board panel yesterday heard from victims, many of whom asked that Carnell never be released. Today, Carnell told the panel that he still hears voices, but has not learned not to do what they say. Fines, fees, and costs occurred in West Virginia magistrate courts can now be paid online. Payments can be made through a portal developed by the state Supreme Court's administrative office and West Virginia Interactive. The Supreme Court says individuals can enter their case number and pay the amount owed with a credit or debit card without having to physically visit a court office. There is a $2 fee for each, for each transaction, which covers the cost of creating and operating the payment system. 
Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear visited Eastern Kentucky to highlight plans to expand the Mountain Parkway. The planned four-lane expansion in McGoffin County would stretch 13 miles from U.S. 460 in Slayerville to Kentucky Highway 404 in Prestonburg. About 32 miles have been added to the parkway since 2014. In August, officials broke ground on a, a, on a $97 million Mountain Parkway extension in Wolf County. It is expected to be completed by 2027. Kentucky coach Kyra LZ says freshman Tayona Heron is recovering from open heart surgery to correct a structural abnormality. The six foot four post player learned of her condition after arriving at school in June and received other opinions before surgery was recommended. Heron underwent surgery August 24th in Houston and is recovering at home in DeSoto, Texas. She is expected back on campus next month to continue rehabilitation until she is cleared to return to normal activity. Heron was rated as a four-star prospect and top 70 player when she signed with Kentucky last November. Coming up next, Clark County Public Administrator charged with murder. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. notice when you have a baby everyone seems to give you advice from your mother-in-law to your own parents to your friends but when it comes to the important stuff like immunizations and protecting my baby's health I trust my baby's doctor she really listens to my questions about shots gives me great information and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected and that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with a message from the US Department of Health and Human Services Ah, uh, my darling, I love the tango, and I love you, more than the sunrise on a clear summer day, more than the colors of the rainbow, more than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. Memory is shot. My legs feel like lead. Every muscle in my body is screaming. So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov CFS for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov CFS. Get informed. Get diagnosed. Get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Justin Zimmer. And I'm Morgan Pemberton. A jury has awarded $100,000 to a woman who lost her job after refusing to falsify results of blood tests for Flint children who were exposed to lead. April Cook Hawkins, who worked for four to five months at the Genesee County Health Department in 2016 before being forced to quit. The health department says Cook Hawkins was ousted over her performance. But attorney Kara Lafbaum says the jury didn't accept that reason last week and awarded $100,000 for emotional distress after a brief trial. Cook Hawkins told jurors she was directed to record lead-level results that she knew were inaccurate. The lawyer who represented Cook Hawkins' boss at the health department has not commented on the decision. A report by the state inspector general says an Illinois prison system administrator improperly designated a family member for Department of Corrections post 
that was never authorized. The Office of the Executive Inspector General for the agencies of the Illinois governor issued the report today. It determined that Larry Sims ordered the family member to be hired as an intelligence officer, even though that person had not applied and someone else had already been chosen. Sims was investigations commander for the state's southern region and was suspended for 30 days. The review found that the corrections has for years manipulated hiring by naming employees to the post of intelligence officer. Democratic U.S. Senate candidate Mandela Barnes' campaign has removed the names of two law enforcement officers from the list of endorsements, including one who does not, in fact, back Barnes. One of them was John Siegel, who was listed as a police captain for the city of La Crosse. Yesterday, the conservative, sorry, the conservative website Wisconsin Right Now reported an interview with Siegel in which he said he never endorsed Barnes. Barnes spokesperson Maddie McDaniel told Wisconsin Public Radio yesterday that it was a mistake, quote, due to clerical error, unquote. Another name removed was one of Racine County Sheriff's deputy who, who supports Barnes, but whose department says federal law prohibits from publicly endorsing a candidate. The commission appointed to come up with a new state seal and motto for Massachusetts to replace the current one that critics decry as racially insensitive to the state's indigenous communities has some ideas, but has not made no firm decision. The Special Commission on the Official Seal and Motto of the Commonwealth at its meeting today also disclosed plans to solicit feedback with a survey and several virtual and in-person public forums. The current seal that appears on the state flags, which dates to the late 19th century, features a depiction of a Native American man beneath a colonist's arm brandishing a sword. A local elected official got court-appointed attorneys during his arraignment in the stabbing death of a Las Vegas investigative journalist who wrote articles critical of him and his managerial conduct. Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis stood today in shackles while he was charged with murder in the September 2nd killing of veteran Las Vegas Review-Journal staff writer Jeff German. A judge scheduled an October 26th hearing of evidence and said Tellis will remain jailed without bail. Clark County District Attorney Steve Wolfson announced he's seeking a court order to remove Tellus from his elected position heading the county office that handles assets of people who die without a will or family contacts. Such court action could take several weeks. Coming up next, U.S. Census Bureau gets sued over population estimates. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. can't make it. Luke. Luke. Ben, is that you? You must go to the Marshall system. There you shall seek out WMUL-FM and be trained in the ways of news, sports, and the widest variety of music in the tri-state. But how, Ben? Use the force, Luke. Let it guide you to 88.1 on the dial. And remember, WMUL's force will always be with you. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Inside Value City Arena at Jerome Schottenstein Center. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Justin Zimmer. 
And I'm Morgan Pemberton. A South Dakota ethics board is keeping it a secret what action it took after finding their ev- there was evidence Governor Kristi Noem improperly intervened in her daughter's application for a real estate appraiser license. A lawyer hired by the board, Mark High, says that the, quote, appropriate action, unquote, the board determined in the complaint will remain, quote, confidential, unquote. The board appeared to let Noam decide whether to defend herself in the public hearing, known as a contested case hearing, or simply accept the, quote, appropriate action, unquote, and let the matter quietly die. Government ethics experts say the lack of transparency undermines public trust in the board. Vice President Kamala Harris has visited two historically black colleges in South Carolina to push for voter registration. The vice president is focusing on places and demographics That will be key to Democrats' chances to hold on to Congress in midterm elections. Harris traveled to Orangeburg today to encourage first-year South Carolina State University students to register for and participate in the midterm elections. She also had a roundtable at nearby Claflin University. Harris' stepped-up travel schedule is designed to prevent or at least limit any drop-off in turnout among voters of color and young people. Both are important groups of the Democratic coalition. Federal authorities have charged 47 people in what they're calling the largest fraud scheme yet to take advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic by stealing and defrauding the government of $250 million. Documents made public today charge the defendants with counts including conspiracy, wire fraud, money laundering, and bribery. Prosecutors say the defendants created companies that claim to be offering food to thousands of low-income children across Minnesota, then sought reimbursement through a federal program. But prosecutors say few meals were actually served and the defendants used the money to buy luxury cars, property, and jewelry. This year, the U.S. Justice Department has made prosecuting pandemic-related fraud a priority and has stepped up enforcement actions. As Election Day approaches, the fight over mail-in, ba- mail-in ballots is back. Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin are crucial s- swing states that allow mail-in ballots but give local election offices very little, if any time, before election day to process them. Election workers' inability to check signatures and addresses and get the mailed ballots ready for counting ahead of time means many of those ballots may not be counted by election night. That will delay results in tight races and leave a gaping hole for misinformation and lies to flood the public space. Efforts since 2020 to give local election workers more time before election day to process mailed ballots have fizzled in each state's Republican-controlled legislature. Detroit is suing the U.S. Census Bureau after population estimates from last year that show the city lost an additional 7,100 residents. The move today opens another front against the agency in a battle over how Detroit's people have been counted in the past two years. Major, sorry, Mayor Mike Dugan says the city wants the Census Bureau to reveal the formula it used to produce its population loss estimates for Detroit. Dugan claimed the Bureau was going against its own policy by refusing to divulge its formula and not allowing challenges this year. The Bureau didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. And coming up, Michaela Wheeler will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And John Boggess will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be. 
and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. The best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live Marshall sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a sunny 88 degrees out today. That cool system that moved through last week teased fall weather, but we're not quite there yet, folks. Tonight's low will dip down into the mid-60s. Tomorrow will reach a high around 93, and I bet we're all wishing we weren't so quick to tear down our pools this year, because this late summer heat is coming back at us with a vengeance. Gear up for some rain as we look toward the rest of the week, though, because Mr. Sunshine will be ducking behind his cloud cover and shedding a few rainy tears for all of us college students who are drowning in schoolwork and deadlines. The rain and clouds will cool the tri-state down into the 70s and even the upper 60s as we make our way into the weekend and gear up for some weather a bit more fall-like for next week. Today's weather word of the day is anemometer, an instrument that measures wind speed. The strongest wind speed ever recorded by an anemometer was 253 miles per hour during the passage of a cyclone in Barrow Island, Australia, back in April of 1996. Currently outside the WML studios, it is a sunny 88 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. Thanks, Michaela. Now John joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Justin. Marshall Tennis announced today that on Friday, September 30th, the program will host Play with the Hurt. The event will take place at the Brian David Fox Tennis Center. The Marshall University tennis team is set to co-host a 2022 Thunder in the Mountains with the West Virginia Mountaineers in Charleston, West Virginia. The event will take place at the Canal Rec Center. The four-team field will also include the Cincinnati Bearcats and the VCU Rams. The Herd will begin tournament action in doubles against VCU on Friday at 10 a.m., followed by the doubles against Cincinnati at 10.40 a.m. Marshall concludes the opening day of the event against WVU in singles slated for 6 p.m. start time. The Herd will take on VCU in singles at 1.15 p.m. and WVU as doubles at 3.30 p.m. Marshall closes the event on Sunday in singles action against Cincinnati at 12.30 p.m. Moving over to golf, Marshall Golf was in action yesterday at the River Run Intercollegiate at the end of the day. One of the Herd was 13th on the leaderboard. However, senior Tyler Jones put up as leading Marshall in the individual competition. Moving over to football, Marshall and the Sunbelt Conference announced that the game time for Gardner-Webb vs. Marshall on October, on October 1st will be at 3.30 p.m. The game can be streamed on ESPN+, and you can listen right here on WMUL 88.1. Moving to NFL, last night in the National Football League, there was a doubleheader. In the first game, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Tennessee Titans by a final score of 41-7. The Bills were led by quarterback Josh Allen, who went 26 for 438 with 317 yards and four touchdowns. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs caught three of Allen's four passing touchdowns. The Bills improved to 2-0 on the season and will take on the undefeated Miami Dolphins Sunday afternoon in Miami with kickoff scheduled at 1. 
The Titans fall to 0-2 on the season, will host the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday with kickoff at 1. In the second game of the night, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Minnesota Vikings by a final score of 24-7. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts went 26-31, for 31, 333 yards, and one passing touchdown, along with two rushing touchdowns. Darius Slay recorded two interceptions for the Eagles, limiting the Vikings' offense performance severely. The Eagles improved to 2-0 and will travel to Washington Sunday to play the Commanders. The Vikings are now 1-1 and will play the Detroit Lions at home Sunday. Both those games will kick off at 1 p.m. Buffalo Bills cornerback Dane Jackson was released from the hospital after tests revealed he sustained no major injury to his neck or spinal cord when he was struck by a teammate. The Bills did not provide any other details on the extent of Jackson's injury except that he was undergoing further evaluation. Jackson was hurt late in the second quarter in the game against the Titans when he tackled receiver Traylon Burks from behind following a 12-yard catch. Jackson was laying on Burks' back when linebacker, when linebacker Traymond Edmonds dived in late and struck his teammate directly in the helmet. Moving to the NHL, defenseman P.K. Subban has announced his retirement from the NHL following, a 13, following 13 seasons. The 30-year-old former Norris Trophy winner shared the news on social media Tuesday. Along with Subban, former Stanley Cup champion with the Boston Bruins, Adino Chara, and Ironman record holder Keith Yandel also announced their retirements. Top, um, top w, moving on to WNBA news, top WNBA players are finding other places to compete this winter, not wanting to go back to Russia after the arrest and conviction of Brittany Griner on drug possession charges and the country's invasion of Ukraine. Brianna Stewart and John Quell Jones are going to Turkey. Courtney Vandersloot is headed to Hungary. All three were part of the same Russian super team as Griner. That club won five EuroLeague titles in the past eight seasons and been dominant for nearly two decades with former greats Delisha Milton-Jones and Diana Taurasi playing there. Nearly a dozen WNBA players reported in Russia last winter and none are heading back in the upcoming WNBA offseason. Aja Wilson, Chelsea Gray, and Kelsey Plum won't have much time to recover after leaving, leading Las Vegas to the franchise's first WNBA championship. The trio will board a plane to Australia and try to help the U.S. win a fourth consecutive Women's Basketball World Cup. They will be in Las Vegas on Tuesday for a celebratory parade and then take the long flight to Australia. The U.S. begins play on Thursday against Belgium, a game the Aces players are expected to miss. The Aces trio will be teammates with Connecticut's Alyssa Thomas and Brianna Jones, who they beat in the WNBA Finals that ended Sunday. Thank you to Herd Zone and AP News for the information in this report. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. Coming up, sunshine in the Orlando airport. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women, and this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? <laughs> and 
No worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the News Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. Marshall.edu slash WMUL. And finally, today on News Center 88, visitors to the new terminal at Orlando International Airport airport may want to wear sunscreen. Sun rays beaming through its windows don't just peg passengers, they practically smooch them as if they were spending a day at the beach. Accompanied by a plethora of realistic-looking fake palm trees and views of blue skies and billowing clouds, the 1.8 million square foot Terminal C lets passengers know they are in Florida. And that's the point, as the world's seventh busiest airport makes a $2.8 billion bet when it opens this week that Florida's tourism has moved beyond the slowdown of the past two years. Officials say a vegan food products company executive has been charged with a felony battery and making terroristic threats after a fracas outside a football game in which he accused of biting a man's nose. Beyond Meat Chief's op- Chief Operation Officer Doug Ramsey is accused in, road, in the road rage attack outside Saturday's game in Fayetteville between the Arkansas Razorback and the Missouri State Bears. A police report says the 53-year-old executive attacked a man who tried to pull in front of him in a parking garage traffic lane and make contact with a wheel on Ramsey's SUV. Beyond Meats has not responded to messages seeking comment. Movie director Adam McKay is donating $4 million to fund activists engaged in the climate fight. The donation McKay plans to announce today isn't his first foray into urging action on climate change. His 2021 film, Don't Look Up, is a political satire about political leaders' failure to take seriously a planet-destroying comet hurtling toward Earth. His donation marks the largest ever to the Climate Emergency Fund. The group started in 2019 to provide money for activists' campaigns engaged in disruptive, nonviolent protest, urging swifter action on climate change. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Morgan Pemberton, Michaela Wheeler, John Boggess, and David Atkins, and the entire News Center 8 team, I'm Justin Zimmer. And your thought of the day is, it's always in, seems impossible until it's done. Nelson Mandela. <laughs>